look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, education costs. Uh, I don't think anybody believes that the cost of education is going down, nor do I believe that uh, anybody at this point believes that there are any shortcuts around education as our, uh, as our economy changes and the types of education required for the, for the jobs, uh, certainly the good-paying jobs, uh, certainly change with that. Now, we had a recent poll done, and uh, we've got a terrific guest here to help us uh, interpret some of what the uh, the research is indicating right now. Uh, we're welcoming David Nicholson, Vice President, CIBC Imperial Service, to the show. Dave, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Dave. All right. So uh, we did st- we we just did some research here um, in an economics report, a CIBC economics report called "Education and Employability: Can the Gap Be Closed?" So let's just talk a little bit about the um, the research. What I mean, what were we trying to find out? And then we'll get to some of the interesting findings. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Last year, we had done some surveys on the cost of education, and we, we wanted to go a little bit deeper this year and, and go beyond the cost and figure out what people were doing after their undergraduate degrees and, and thinking about if, if patterns of education were changing. So one of the key findings we found is, is A, students today are worried about money. They're expecting to spend at least $14,000 a year on their education. They're expecting to graduate with at least $30,000 in debt. But the secondary worry is they're worried about finding a job post-graduation. And and that's where this gap really comes into play. Um, Roughly 70% of students feel that after graduation, they think they're going to have to undertake some sort of additional postgraduate study, job-specific training or accreditation. All right, so it's no longer that we get a bachelor's degree and uh, off we go, uh, but there is uh, a rising, at least perception, if not requirement, uh, that we go beyond that. Um, and the fear, I got to say, the, the probably the uncertainty of finishing that first degree with the debt and not necessarily having a place to go may mean that we have to bring in mom and dad, or it may mean that we have to bring in grandpa and grandma to uh, to perhaps help us either cover some of the costs of debt in the short term or fund further education. What uh, what is the research telling us around that? It's interesting. We we asked uh, students how they're funding their education, and uh, mo- most students feel like they'll cover about a third of their education mm-hmm. themselves, and then the bank of mom and dad that you referred to would cover about another quarter. And then student loans, whether it be government or private, would cover another quarter. And, and then the rest would be scholarships, bursaries, grants, and so forth. So they're looking at multiple sources of funding their, uh, their education. What's interesting, though, is 41% of students told us that they actually had no savings. They or their family had no savings put aside for their education. What was that number? 41%. 41%. Did that surprise you? It, it it did surprise me. There there's there's been a lot of discussion in recent years about the rising cost of education, and uh, I, I I might have thought the number would have been lower in terms of the number of people that didn't have savings in place. What's interesting as well is uh, you know the the registered education savings plan mm-hmm. has uh, has been used by many many families. Two thirds of the students we surveyed didn't have an RESP in place. So so as you know, they're giving up some 
free money from the government, and they're giving up some significant tax advantages as well. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, that's, uh, that's actually pretty shocking uh, and interesting, and it's an area maybe from a financial literacy perspective as an industry we can do a better job of letting people know, uh, you know that these resources, these tools and programs are out there to help. Having said that, you know, we, we also know from past research that people are struggling just on a day-to-day, a lot of people living day-to-day paychecks, and that, you know, that creates uh, some problems here. Okay, what, so we know, there's a bit of, we know there's a problem here. We know the cost of education is rising, and we know that we may actually need more education. So the problem probably not resolving itself might, in fact, be getting a little bit worse. So, you know, what, were there any conclusions that we could take from the research that, you know, what can we do to help this generation and perhaps the next generation get through school and get the necessary education to get a good job? I think the key, Dave, is is really talking to Canadians about planning in advance for their education and, and thinking through these uh, through these things and and really thinking about what sort of post secondary program is going to lead to a good job with good pay and and it's interesting we've seen a significant increase in enrollments in the so called STEM type programs so. Yep science, technology, engineering, mathematics. And it's interesting, if you ask students in those programs, they've got higher confidence in landing a good job, and they've got a higher expectation of pay. Those programs are more costly as well. So I think the key is people understanding, you know, what is my education plan? How do I know what program I'm going to go into, where it's going to be, what the cost is? But then the flip side is, well, what are the different ways I can finance those? And we talked earlier about the bank of mom and dad, but sometimes yep. people don't even know that scholarships and bursaries are available. Right. Sometimes people don't even know that an RESP can really boost their, their savings plan. I think you make, you make a really important uh, point, Dave. And that's, that's my comment earlier about the financial literacy. And as an industry, educating people about all of the, the tools that are available to them, you know, it, the plan, the strategy, as you called it, I think that's, uh, that's critical. And it's also interesting, um, uh, both academically and practically, to think through the implications of the bank of mom and dad or the bank of grandpa and grandma, because there's implications on, on you know, the retirement lifestyle that uh, mom and dad or grandma and grandpa may have if, in fact, these, you know, the cost of education's con- uh, education continues to move up and it requires continued support. Uh, by mom and dad and grandma and grandpa. So, you know, it, this is a, it's interesting to see how it touches all aspects of, of a potential family's life and through multi-generations uh, in many cases. So was there anything in particular that really caught you by surprise? I, I, I would go back to the number of folks that didn't have savings and expand upon that because we, we, we talked about the expectation that people would, would spend roughly $14,000 a year on Mm -hmm. their education, but 25% of the students that we asked, and keep in mind, these are people already enrolled in post-secondary programs, they actually didn't know what they would spend over the remainder of their program. So so that that to me speaks to perhaps a little bit of a lack of planning and budgeting. Listen, David, I think we have to leave it there. Uh, I want to thank you very much uh, for uh, sharing the results of this research for us. Thanks for having me, Dave. All right, been joined by David Nicholson, Vice President, CIBC Imperial Service, and, uh, you know, obviously a pretty important topic. Now, uh, we're going to be talking about that very aspect on Tuesday, September 26th. That's our September seminar, 7 o'clock at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. We want, to, we want you to join us for that. We invite you out. Give us a call at 966-8400 to register for that. 
or you can go to, them, uh, go to morethanmoneyradio.com and register online. Now, don't miss our next segment because after the break, we're going to find out about the surprising health risk for baby boomers. This on Newstalk 770 and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.